All right, welcome back. Episode 26 of Dime Boxing with Delco. I'm joined my co-host, Dimes. How you doing, man? Oh, man, glad to be back. Been a little while, but like we were saying just before, look, we both get busy. You know, something that Cage uh, on yeah, the Hobby with Cage, his new podcast, latest episode, he was talking a lot about how cards are a good escape for a lot of us. For a lot of people who aren't doing cards full time, cards are a very, very good escape. And I feel like that is true. You know, like with a lot of stuff going on, sometimes it's just it, cards are something to do that is just less stress. I'm curious. What, what do you think about that? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely gravitate towards it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I maybe like, I kind of think about it all day long now with no restriction because, but I don't get that. Like my unwind is kind of for my own personal collection and buying and looking at cards on eBay. And I don't know, like, that's how I spend, even if I'm like watching something at night, that's how I spend a lot of my free time willingly is just like, looking at cards and analyzing prices and just kind of being in the game. So I'm with you. Yeah. And like that type of card work is like different. You know what I mean? Like when you're the work you're doing like during the day and then like looking at cards on eBay at night is like, even like, I agree. Like sometimes just looking through like cards I've been looking for on eBay is just like, so like relaxing, but at the same time satisfying. Cause like you're finding stuff and like you can do it from anywhere. Literally all you need is a, uh, is a phone this doesn't i didn't mean for this to be like a hobby appreciation episode but uh, mm-hmm. i'll jump right into it something i did recently i hit up frank and i asked him if i'm confirmed in for the uh, brotherly love show he confirmed that i was he got the payment so tell us about uh, the date and the venue i got i'll have uh, two tables secured there yeah uh next brotherly love show will be october 29th at congregation bethel in Voorhees, new jersey which is just in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, right over the bridge from Philadelphia. Um, hope all of our listeners can come out to that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. But that's that's kind of in the future. Uh, this In the past, this last weekend, I was at the Dallas Card Show. Um, and, you know, a couple weekends ago, we were at the Fishtown Show together. Um, so, you know, we've been carding up. I know you're buying stuff um, always, but... <laughs> you know dimes what is your like you've been doing a lot of shows and doing stuff in the hobby i know you've been busy with your regular life but i'm sure you have a pulse like we always like to weigh in on the general state of the market like how are you feeling about how you know how how are things looking to you i think it's very healthy in a way things are still moving i think one thing i definitely noticed is like the i guess you could say in a way flagship like main cards like you know, LeBron Chrome 10, Giannis Chrome 10, or Giannis Prism 10, I should say. And like, just those kind of like flagship things, a lot of Jordan rookies, like, they're just very stagnant right now, which I don't think is horrible. I don't think that's a a terrible thing. I don't know if they're going to start growing anytime in the soon, you know, in the near future. Um, But I think, I think the grading specials are great. You know, I definitely enjoy that. Now you have the PSA football special, fifteen ninety nine a card. Max value. Your restriction on that? I did not even see that. So it is, I believe, two thousand to twenty twenty three. I'll double check that right now. But um, it is max value two ninety nine, which is interesting because the last few specials have been max value one ninety nine. Maybe it's because you're paying an extra ninety nine cents, but 
I actually think that's good value because like there are some cards like that it does open up, you know, in terms of like you can send it in for that level. And I think I think that definitely is like good for the market that it motivates buying and it shows people that they can make money in cards like I think that helps. And I, I think there's a lot of liquid or I should say ways for liquidity between like repackers and, you know, whatnot is still somewhat, you know, going, I mean, what you were at Dallas, what was that like? Yeah. So Dallas, um, it was, and I'm not saying this for my own personal, I I like to validate this. So I talked to a lot of different people, asked them what their opinion was and I got the same thing back. So I know I was onto something. It was really difficult to buy. So I went with, I've been selling cards like crazy. You know, I had a, you know, huge consignment order with Pristine MJ Sports. I had that cash. I had a whole bunch of cash that I flew to Dallas with really trying to buy. And it was difficult. People were really like making you pay and jump um, and be the comp um, on their nice cards and the cards that I wanted. And, um, and they were really firm. I think, uh, there's a couple reasons to that. I mean, the, the Burbank show was the week before, so you could argue that an impact, but I think this is the general uh, sentiment in the market right now. It's just, you know, they feel like their cars are going up, like the future, the next month, three weeks from now, you know, things will be different. Things will be better for basketball cards. And, you know, they believe that this was before the NFL season. So it's like, you know, they believed in their football plays. So it's like, I think, there's really good sentiment in the market. And then I also think it's an interesting weekend where, you know, people feel good about every single card. Um, and, you know, they feel like the, either football cards are going to go up and they feel like their basketball cards are too. So, um, but I did make some big, like pretty big purchases. I picked up a Apollo Banchero, um Mojo Prism to 25 and, uh, you know, that was a pretty big card. And I, I, you know, I think he's going to be somebody that everyone's looking to pick up kind of moving forward. Yeah. I saw that Palo Mojo. That's a big card. I, I saw it's a uh, PSA nine, right? Yeah. It's a nine. Um, yeah. I, I, it's funny because I was offering it to people like at one price, I'll just say this. I won't even give you the price, but I was, I was offering it to one price. And then I saw one listed on, uh, Boston sports cards. It's like a pretty big car Instagram and big yeah. whale buyer. And he, he listed it for uh 3,800, which is much higher than I had mine listed for. So I was like, Whoa, he's really bullish on like, the next comp here or whatever. So I thought that was interesting. I, I, I picked it up. I thought I paid a fair number versus the PSA 10 comp, which was like a month ago um, or maybe a few months ago. So you know, we'll see how I do. I, I, my, my strategy has really been like bigger cards, but like the right guy that I know has really positive momentum and that a lot of buyers are out there for. And then like, I'm like, I'm looking for the, the, the tried and trues that everybody want, you know, that everybody knows and loves. Like I talked about last couple of weeks, like the blue prism and blue ice and mojo and gold um you know only from prison only from the key sets you know because i think for me that's been the quickest to move um and that's the part yeah um what do you think is going to happen to 
the football card market if this whole mess of like are we gonna have like prism pro uniform 2023 and did you notice brady was not in the new prism draft picks football and he's usually in that interesting yeah that's it i wonder if he's uh if it's a maybe it's a sign that he's already thinking about signing with fanatics or something um i have no idea how they're gonna handle the the transition there like no clue um but uh yeah i what do you think i don't really know i'll tell you what it could get really really interesting because football is such a huge part of the market i mean think about how many less things breakers have to break how many less singles people have to sell uh, people have to get graded i mean that hurts psa sgc bgs that is a huge implication all across the market i mean who knows i mean what i honestly i think things i'm really curious to see what happens with brady obviously i'm a brady collector you know i follow his market a lot what if he's not in prism anymore like what if he's not in like these products anymore now that he's retired maybe somebody doesn't have his rights i don't know i i wish i knew more about that that's interesting i think i mean in all honesty he should be retired from the products if he's not playing like that's just kind of what i think they haven't done that in the past though i mean you know they're still like brian dawkins prism right now like what are they doing with that you know like i don't I don't really understand or know the strategy. I do think if they're not in the players association, not a current player, then they have to work out like a separate deal. So maybe Panini wasn't able to work out that deal with Brady and like, he's going to go to fanatics and like, he'll be in tops Chrome products maybe or something, you know, or, you know, I don't know, but um, yeah. Interesting to see. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of weird. Basketball products kind of have an unknown on them too. Like, um yeah i mean you know it's kind of like in the same in a similar you're worried about how it's all going to play out did you see the thing i'm not even gonna i I hate to say the name but like card p word uh the michael jordan jersey yeah 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 i did see that um yeah i don't know that's a little like uh like conspiracy theory like the the card porn guy i have no idea what what the deal is with that guy but um you know i like that's just a mind-blowing like crazy thing that this like hobby watchdog was actually somebody that was acting maliciously and they're like kind of hiding in plain sight um and then there's all those like implications of like who they act who they're who he's connected with and you know, if it if it involves Golden in any way or any of that, those guys, that would be that would be really interesting. I mean, people know exactly who he is, Juan Garcia in Australia, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really follow that too closely. I picked up bits and pieces of it here and there. To be honest, that's not really something I focus on. Too. That to me isn't the hobby. That's some guy who has a lot of other Instagram accounts and in other industries. Uh, like the food industry where he has millions of followers on accounts. I think he's someone who probably has knowledge about it, maybe from a collector standpoint and just saw it as an opportunity to make another powerful page and he got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, what have been some of your recent pickups? Uh, I'll tell you something 
that I bought recently was a BGS9 LeBron Top Scrum Rookie. It looks really nice. Uh, I appeal. I think it's 50-50 on both sides. Corners are sharp. Edges got a 10 subgrade, so I am going to go for it, which I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We're going to... I was just thinking that like every time you buy a card, it's to crack it out and regrade it. <laughs> it, it. A lot of times it is. That's what I enjoy doing in all honesty. And I'll tell you what, I met Kurt's Card Care at the Fishtown Card Show and I talked to him and I told him, I don't think he really realized how, you know, like I'm, I, I'm not that into the kid. Itself. I just think it, it's cool what he's doing. And to be honest with you, He's a really, 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 really cool guy. Like yes, easygoing, nice. Very nice guy. And like I wasn't really talking that much about the kit, but I was I was telling him like about cracking cards and like that stuff. And like he's he knows his stuff. Like he he really does. We were talking about time periods when companies were grading tougher and knowing that and, and cracking those and he definitely knows his stuff. It was cool to meet him. Um, and I so, know Brett. What's your opinion? Do you do you clean your cards with Kurt's Card Care Kit before you submit the PSA? You know what I use? I just use the spray in yes, all honesty. Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I think the spray is very helpful, and I like the like cloths he has, you know, with it. I think I think it's a good thing i just to me i don't think buying the whole kit is worth it because the only thing to me that is worth it is the spray if you're gonna do it i would suggest just buying the spray i mean the kits you know it's not expensive it's not that bad or anything but yeah i get you but the i want yeah i kind of had a similar experience the wax itself like i never got anything of note out with the wax like so it would say like if you had like a really bad scuff or you know a scratch like you could use the wax and maybe it would come off like that never really happened but the i do think like with certain card like with a prism you know basketball card like it it'll shine a little different when you after you hit it with the with a nice clean spray and get it get it go like really clean mirror finish put it in there like i think it helps with grading it helps I'm sure it helps them determine, like, is that a smudge or is that a scratch, you know? Like, if there's no smudges, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it, – and it, I think – I agree with you. I think the spray is helpful. In all honesty, I'll tell people I would suggest, like, not using the pilot, like, anything other than the spray because I remember, like, using it on a card and it just – I ended up not sending it. And I was like, oh, that doesn't look too great. But – um uh, yeah, the spray is helpful, and I saw Brett said they're going to be selling the kits at future shows, so that'll be cool. Um, did you see Paul Reed there? I didn't see him honestly, but I know he's. No, I, I did. The, I did like an early shift at the show, uh, so I missed them. I think, but um, that was enough. It was a little tough to buy there. Also, I I felt like I walked the room a lot trying to spend some money. I did buy some nice cards and flip them right away, but. Actually, in hindsight, it was two PSA 10 Garrett Wilsons. Um, it was, and uh, so it was two PSA 10 Garrett Wilsons and a George Pickens tie-dye select rookie. Um, the, the Wilsons were contenders, autos, the vertical ones. And I bought the whole lot for 525 and then went home and posted uh, on Ryan's Discord um, the Wilsons for 500 and they sold instantly. And then I, so I was like, oh shit. And then I put the 
the uh, pickings up for oh, two yeah. and sold it right away too. So it was a nice little quick win. Um, and then I didn't have any cards to, that I bought from the fish town show. I kind of wanted to go back after I did that so quick. I literally was home from the show and sold my buys before like 1 p.m. That's yeah. I remember you showing me those cards. They were nice. Um, yeah, it it was a pretty good show. You know what? I kind of learned a lesson. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you how I kind of got uh, I got burnt in a way. Like it was my fault. Like I'll take responsibility for it. I got lazy. I didn't do my own checking on the comps. I was doing a pretty big trade with a guy. Um, was trading a Jalen Hurts select silver field level PSA ten. It's like a five hundred dollar card. Um, was trading it down. This guy said he wanted to trade into it because. He thought it would be liquid and easy for him to move to get into a bigger card. Like we were talking for a while. I'm like, you know, the guy's telling me about how some cards he can't move because they're his sons. And like, I guess so I was a little less suspecting maybe. And like, dude, like the comps, like, so we, we had had, you know, he had showed me some cards and we talked about them and I'd looked them up. And then like, we were off on value still by a decent amount. So like he just pulled out some more cards. I was like, I like those. He told me what they sell for, and like, I made the mistake of not looking it up myself. And that's on me. I I think that is on me in a way. But I'm like, if I see this dude again, I'm de- like, if he asks about a card, I will gladly tell him he's a scumbag and he can keep it pushing. You think but, he definitely did it on purpose, or maybe he was just ignorant in his comping? Well, he was looking them up on his phone, and mm-hmm. I I guess I should have been like, can I see that? I was just, you know what? He he kind of he he was smooth and what's the word he was you know kind of he was smooth and, and, and it was going easy and I was like this makes sense and like the way he was explaining it makes sense he's like you know he was like this just just stuff I just don't want to deal to move with I don't have the time to move it like you have the time you set up at shows and like yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. And he's like this is what it does and you're just like and if you in your head it sounded the only way you look it up is if it sounds off you know what I mean? Right. At that point, the only time, because he's making it seem like it's such a good deal for me. And then I realized, I was like, holy cow. And like the one card, I should have taken it out of the magnetic magnetic, and look at it. It's like half Ben and half. It's an Aaron Judge rookie card. I was like, shoot. But you know what? In, in a way. Everyone has done that. That's a yeah. real I learned. I learned a lesson. I was like, you know what? Because that's a nice card. I, I wouldn't mind still having that Jalen Hurts select field level silver uh, PSA 10, which was actually an NBA 10. They, I think I sent you a picture of it when I bought it in Chantilly. It was an M, the company MBA. I had not oh, yeah, really Mike known. Baker authentication. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know much about it. I took a I've chance. I've actually met Mike, ba- Mike Baker himself. Well, if I meet him, I ever meet him, I'd like to shake his hand and thank him for so accurately grading that Jalen Hurts because that was a great cross to do. I remember looking at it at the show. I was like, this is a nice looking, like, you know, a nice looking copy here, centered, nice corners. I was like, and, and I think like the dude at the booth even made a joke about it being like NBA. Like he was like, yeah, like I, we talked about NBA and like he was kind of like, you know, I could tell he wasn't interested in it. And he told me he had just picked it up in a big like lot that somebody came up and sold him. So I made a decent offer, and I think he took the num- – like, he asked me what I want to pay. I looked it up, said a number. He looked and was like, yeah, that works. So he was definitely into it super, super cheap. But in, like, that's an example of, like, everybody – you know, multiple people can make money if, like, you, you start adding in cracking and crossing, whatever you want to call that. But, yeah, so I – and it's an easy crack because you're not cracking a slab. It's literally just 
in a card saver with that sticker over it. So I just took scissors, cut it out of that card saver and put it into a clean card saver and logged it with PSA. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, I think, like, I'll give you a, a card show blunder that I did. Um, picked up another Jalen Hurts Blue Ice. Uh, I actually, I, I got a good, it was a fine deal. It wasn't bad, but the comp that I used was actually like it showed on eBay, you know, like I thought that was the comp. But if you if you looked at all, you could see that it got relisted and oh. had no clue. And so the comp was bad. And then also now one was for sale and I had acquired one at a number. So it turned out okay. I didn't I'm not underwater on it even versus the comp. So it's okay. But it was like one of those like man, that was like that's a lesson to learn. And then um, there's, it. this is super weird. So I might, I mean, I don't, I think I'm completely fine on this, but the, the Banchero um, mojo that I picked up, I made two mistakes on both of these big cards that I picked up that I'm like, damn, like I, I'm hitting myself for. They're not that bad, but it's like stuff you want to check when you buy big cards. So yeah. I bought the card. I looked it up, you know, I did my research on it. I, I thought I knew the price paid and got the card. And then I realized there was one, uh, you know, later that night, I realized there was one on auction and, you know, like, it's just like, it's not a good listing. You know, it's not somebody that should be selling oh. that card on their individual eBay page. You know, it's like, it sucks. So it's a such a big card. I think someone's going to protect it, but you know, not a great card. Like it would have made me think twice. I think probably seeing that one was listed and I had to, that I was going to like a week later fight a real comp, not like, um, not like, you know, kind of have to base it off of the PSA 10. Yeah. And that's not a card that should end up on auction. That's a horrible feeling when you have a big card and it ends up on auction. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's the worst feeling in the world, especially when I remember one time, like I had a card, and it was, I think, on, like, alt or something. And it was when alt was just getting destroyed on every auction. And I was just like, I'm going to get killed on this comp. And, like, you just have to eat it and hold the card pretty much until, like, people start buying it on Buy It Now or Best Offer. Like, the difference yeah, between I'm not, auctions. I'm not super worried because Banchero is moving so frequently in his big cards right now, even publicly. Like, for instance, like, I've seen his Blue Prism PSA 10 sold, like, and for sale so many times, like, it's like an $1,800, $2,000 card, like whatever, you know, no one's really getting any more or less. Like that's what it goes for. So like, you know, his Mojo 9, like it, you know, it's, it's not gonna like, even if I'm just kind of saying that there's so many like comparable prism comps that even if this gets torched, like I'll have no problem being like, yeah, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like on that type of card. So, but it's one of those things, you know, you got to look for, if a comp, if a comp, now I think Alt did a good job with their new update showing if comps get relisted, um, especially on big recent sales. Like you know, make sure they're verified. And then um, another thing, this came up. I bu I bought uh, a Shea Gildress Alexander Blue Prism PSA ten. Um, so big card. Um, I got rid of all my Shea. I sold it all, and at the Dallas show, and I came home, and then I just like needed one, and I found a decent deal. So I was like, I'm buying it. I think Shea is going to be like really the, 
the bell of the ball to begin the NBA season, if you will. So that's my take, my take on it. But so I buy this card. I realized I was using card ladder pretty exclusively and you know, I was like, I can't pay this much, you know? And I, I actually didn't see an alt comp because alt comps don't show up on card ladder. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they, they don't show those like alt comps from, um, you know, that, you know, at least this one doesn't show up on alt. So, uh, or on card ladder. So it's like, Oh, like, it's something to kind of, you know, like there's a little, like, as I've been kind of swinging up and making these bigger things as I do all my research, there's a lot of quirks and double checking that probably I need to do and should be done when making these buys. Yeah, that's tough, especially, I mean, with in-person deals, that makes that so much tougher, especially when like you're standing next to someone at a trade night, just trying to get a deal done, like. Nobody wants to be cross-checking comps 20 times. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. And, like, I'm not – at the end of the day, I'm not, like, furious about that deal. I mean, luckily with the Hertz, it was, like, you know, something I was into for cheaper because it was an NBA 10. But um, have you seen the new Mosaic basketball? No. Is I'll it... tell you one thing I noticed. I'm not happy. Uh because of the back, uh, because of the back, and I think it's because they're using dark colors on the back. The corners and edges are jacked on so many of them. I was like looking at them, you know, because I want to see great some mosaic. Just look. I would. I would like to buy LeBron like numbered stuff and, and grade it. Like, what are you gonna do? Um, like your what is your PSA football special strategy? Like, are you do you are you buying cards for that special? Uh, I'm being kind of selective. One thing I am buying, I'll be fully transparent, is like Brady. Like I'm holding the stack right now. I'm going through it just because you said that. This is I gotta log this in the PSA and like a lot of Brady last year optic, last year prism color that I I realized has taken another dip and it's just in my opinion way too cheap for like the hobby number color. So if that's as cheap as it is and it's only fifteen ninety nine degraded, then you know, I think as nines, that's fine. And then tens, is just an added bonus. I don't think you're going to find super clean copies still out there in the wild because that product's been out there long enough. But like um, some some stuff like that, um, Mahomes, like I think I'm not really trying to still go for some of the rookies because I think those markets just now become so ridiculous. You know, you see what Jordan Love and two are going to go crazy up and Daniel Jones will go down, you know. And, and probably look at some. Uh, I was gonna look at some gold. Pr- like, I like buy. You know, you can pretty much buy anybody on gold prisms if they're gonna ten. That's money. You know. Uh, oh, blue ices too at a ninety nine. Yeah, that's my uh, my my guilty pleasure is uh, my eBay searching blue ice to ninety nine or blue ice to one twenty five every night and looking at recent recent. You're, we probably bid against each other every single night then yeah literally we're probably yeah. sniping each as other as much as i do that i don't win enough cards <laughs> oh yeah it is tough like it is definitely competitive for say oh this is what like i'm glad to see this here's like two two optic hollows that are in this stack to go out like that's good timing like you know that's something where if i didn't believe in tua as a player i i do like Tua, but if he was a player that i didn't like and he was going off like this and i had these ready to go out I would probably heavily consider pulling them and selling them raw, even though they're clean, just because I'd rather take what they're going for raw than 
possibly taking a PSA nine for half the price when they come or back. Or if he like if he gets injured, you know, he turns and right. You know, then you're L- like, literally. Yeah. But yeah. I do like Tua. I think he's I think he's legit. I think he looks, looks good. Yeah. Legit. I mean, yeah, the weapons on that team, they're good. I mean, I, I I saw that like a lot of power rankings had the Eagles three and the Dolphins two. Um which is which is interesting uh, with the Niners at one. I but I I don't I don't hate it. I mean I'm not gonna argue it because their their weapons like the the defense the corners like they have some elite talent um, on that team. Yeah, it's good. I yeah I, I definitely like to a lot. It was good to see uh, Jordan Love uh, play pretty well. I think he definitely did. You have Jordan Love shares? Like you have a lot of cards of him. I have stuff that um you know what I sent some base off when he's uh i was buying some of his base prison rookies when they were just dirt cheap at, at the time they didn't really go up too much raw but like i have some of those in tens i have some optic hollows that are sitting at psa now like that's the thing i have a lot of cards sitting there right now i wish i would have known that the psa football special was coming but with that do you think we're going to get hit with the basketball special next month because basketball's starting probably so yeah, I would just be prepping your – I need to get back into it. There's been a really – is, is it just me or am I – I might be missing you – know, like, correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's been like a drought on like key basketball and football sets to grade. There yeah. has been. I, I 100% agree. That's why I was kind of intrigued by Mosaic because I was like finally a fresh product that right. I might want to grade some cards from. But, yeah, I'm like – I'm still looking back at a lot of, you know, 2020 stuff that I'm looking to buy and send in. I mean, obviously you're cutting down the chances of it being clean, right? You're cutting you know down what? the You know what? You know what actually is the real, the it's not our favorite thing, but the right probably thing to bring up is that Bowman Chrome releases like today or tomorrow. And Oh, really? Baseball, right? So that you know we're in the right season where you know by the grade we'll get that those cards back to you at a good you know a decent turn when baseball start like baseball prospecting starts to really come back and you know or you can buy over the fall and kind of send them in and you know sell in the spring when it's hype but you know baseball is kind of a real seasonal sport and like anyone that's too young to not get called up and definitely not going to play in the majors and is just kind of a, you know, whatever. And then also people that are out of the playoffs will event, will start to really dip in demand over the next few weeks. Yeah. I had some fun with Bowman Chrome last year, honestly, 2022 with uh grading some of that, as you know, the trout red, that was a fun one. Sent that to SGC, got a nine, cracked it and then got a PSA 10. Uh, so that, that was definitely uh, one that I won't forget. Um, Wait, did that- I didn't tell you about this is a good grading story. I didn't tell you this. I sent my I sent three cards to SGC. Um I got a hate DM because I posted oh. Jalen Hurts blue ice in an SGC slab. And then the guy deleted it. He but he wrote me this nasty DM like you're an <laughs> idiot for sending that card to SGC. But I am not, right? Well, listen to why. Now that card was torched. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? No, it's off center and it has a print line on the front and it got an SGC nine. It would not have PSA nine, I'm confident. So 
I was happy with that. I also sent them, I sent them three cards. I sent them my Anthony Simons Kaleido 101. It was a BGS eight, came back SGC nine. I got at the uh at Sal from SDM Sports Cards. He he ran a show. Um I got this Jackson Holiday Bowman Chrome Orange color match to 25, right? I got it for half comps because the it was so damaged. The guy said that PSA damaged it in grading and gave it a seven and he cracked it out and he's just sick of the card and not, you know, he'll, he'll do 200. And the last comp was 400. I was like, all right, SGC nine. Because, oh my God. Yes. So I got three SGC nines, three goofy condition cards. The, the common denominator. Okay. There's two common denominators on the, the cards, both flaws for the simons and the holiday happen on the back of the card i think sgc Ooh. is more lenient on issues with the back of the card like dings or whatever for modern specifically i don't know why but that's i i think that's what's going on the the front i've noticed this before i think the sgc also is more lenient on factory print lines just in general so, like, I don't think that they – it may mess with eye appeal, but I don't know that they consider that, like, actually a grading problem. Yeah, some companies do have, like, you know, certain emissions like that. But that's – it's interesting that you say they were easy on those because I've had – like, when, when cracking SGC cards, like, you know, I've had good success. The Trout's not the only one. I had a Will uh, Chamberlain – uh, like BS card, like Prism Purple. I, I like that kind of stuff, but uh, in an SGC A5, and when they had like a $15 special PSA, I cracked it and it got a PSA 10. So SGC A5, yeah, I think SGC, I'll tell you what I think their thing is. They don't, for modern cards, they stay in like the 8.5 to 10 range. Like they're not concerned to give you like a six on a modern card. Like they'll just, they'll just smack you with that nine because like, you know, nine SGC nine really isn't that special of a grade, but I think they'll also they'll also hit some cards that are decently clean with that. You know, maybe it's just a, a big variance in their graders. Grading's not super consistent, right? And anywhere. like some companies, have, they grade on different rubrics depending on the era of the card. Mm -hmm. So maybe SGC is actually being more consistent. Like they're saying, "Hey, you're." Like you're grading that on a modern kind of scale where like two imperfections are an eight like PSA, but we're like, if this was a 1954 Hank Aaron, you'd be like that little scuff on the back. Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know, but kind of an interesting little anecdote. It was goofy. I was pretty happy seeing those nines on the cards that were, kind of all like questionable like that. I just kind of sent them in. It's cheap and quick. It's like pre-grading, like with a trusted source. And now I, I'm going to keep all those slabs the way they are. But, um, you know, like it was, I don't, you know, I don't plan on crossing them or anything, but it was like really low risk to me for 20 bucks. Yeah, that is that. That's the thing. And now it's 15 bucks. And guess what? You never have to worry about an upcharge. Right, it's huge. Right, no upcharge, and you you know it's gonna be back before you even start thinking. Where's my order? Like, 
it'll be sitting at your door before you're even like, oh, and I wonder why my life's not back yet. In the slab, you can. Like, that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, it's not permanent. And they are like a reputable company. I think people are, I did have a couple of people look, oh, I would like, because I, I showed them the Dallas because I, was, mm-hmm. I wasn't set up, but I was at trade night with my stuff spread out. And a couple of people were like, oh, like SGC, I can't do, like whatever. But really? that's it. Yeah. you know, that's fine. You know, there's people that won't care. I mean, is, is BGS really much better? I mean, come on, it, BGS, you're, you're, you're dealing with such a mess when you send cards there. I mean, maybe they're, a bit more strict but i i could and now sgc speaking of sgc did you see they're dropping an app i did see that yeah dropping the app lowering the price to 15 bucks we haven't even talked about that like in, that's the- huge and they're also having the nine dollar top scrum special which goes all the way to september 30th and there's like no minimum on that like that we talked about like what does sgc need to do they need to become cheaper they have to like yeah. that's the end goal like always needed to become cheaper if they could become cheaper now you're looking at it and saying well you know is there cards that this makes sense for like before if it's not cheaper and it's only time it doesn't make sense a ton of time you know to bulk send in to to sgc for anything other than unless it's unless you need to back right away that's the other way i've used them is like i want it back right away so yeah that's and that's the thing the speed and no upcharge is huge like you never have to worry about like there's some cards that are really really expensive to grade because of their value if you try sgc first to see if you can get lucky with a high grade like you're say you could really save yourself a couple hundred bucks in the grading process and and then even if you use that as just like a like you said like an rcr like kind of like a raw card review um but I so here's something I did when I finally had pack luck for the first time in forever. I've been like done with ripping. I just always get killed. Like, and the, all right, quick story. The last time I, I had a bunch of prison retail boxes from a lot I bought. I had like ripped every single one except for three. I hooked Matt Matt's speedball cards up. Literally sold him to them at like fifty bucks a piece. It was the twenty four pack, like, or and I think maybe they were eighteen packs that year, but like. They're like hundred dollar boxes. He ripped them, hit a Cade Silver that was perfect, hit a PSA ten, and I literally hit nothing from any of the other boxes. So like, I after that I was just like scarred from ripping. And then I was at a show in Delaware, set up with uh, Joe, and this guy had wax there, and he had WNBA hobby. And I've been like starting to think about WNBA cards because look at what happened with the tournament. Like, women's basketball definitely growing. I think. Uh, it's definitely people are finally you know realizing how good it is to watch like I think I think the stars that are forming because of these NIL deals and all that are helping it a lot Um, Caitlin Clark coming in to the league will be huge like literally Steph Curry already like I I think I I went to a game uh, Brianna uh, blanking on her name and uh, it was at the New York Liberty game um, and uh, Stephanie Ionesco um and they were just amazing it was like incredible like I, I actually really enjoyed it yeah i think it's definitely grown and one thing i noticed is look at it compared to all the other prism hobbies it's so cheap and it was funny because this guy he had so he had the box open to sell it by the pack and like nobody bought packs like towards the end of the show i was like how much do you want for like the box and he's like do you just want one like i have some sealed ones 
So I ended up buying two, one including the open one. So I opened that one and I hit a true gold. And I, you know, I'm not so familiar with the sport yet, but I looked the player up and she is a very good player. It, the name is Dewana. Um, I want to make sure I get the pronunciation right. Uh, Dewana Bonner. Um, she plays for the Connecticut Sun, but like, she's really good, like long time veteran, and it was clean, so I sent it to PSA. I mean, that's a true prism gold. I was like, that's pretty cool. And then in the same box, I hit a Lisa Leslie Silver Auto, and I just hit like a bunch of rookie color. I was like, I don't know if this is a hot box, but like, I hit an orange at a 49 of a rookie, uh, purple at a 99. There's a red out of 199 of a rookie, like a bunch of cool stuff. I was like, this is honestly an awesome rip. I got it for 75 a hobby box. I was like, that's and I'm holding one sealed. So I ripped one and I'm holding one sealed just because I think it'll be cool to have sealed hobby box. I think, you know, as this stuff gets more popular, at least the demand will go up for it. I totally agree. I think the the you know, you might want to consider the first year I think that's still probably not that expensive of a box. First year WNBA Prism, which is like 2020. Uh, I think it's 2019 because there's Ionesco or maybe she's 2020, but they use the first WNBA prism is the 2019 prism design for uh, NBA. Right. So maybe it is 20, but either way. And I feel like it's probably not that cheap just because you have the Ionescos that sell Um, like the numbered Ionescos definitely as PSA tens are like probably pretty huge. Like, I can imagine, like, I feel like there's got to be some hype for when some of these uh, college superstars are in prison. Especially Caitlin Clark. You know, like, I think Caitlin Clark's going to have, like, a huge impact to whatever. And, like, her her first WNBA game will be, like, marketed different for any other game that's ever happened. That's what I think. Yeah, and think about that then. And, and that's kind of what made basketball cards take off when you had the Zion hype. You know, obviously there were a lot of other factors at play, but like that was a big part of it because people were like, oh, these cards are going crazy. And like the recent guys, Zion, Luca, and then people are like, oh, if this is worth this. Then how is this superstar from 10 years ago only worth this? And like, I'm hoping maybe that same thing will happen with the WNBA. People are like, wow, Caitlin Clark's selling for this. But look at these players in the past who have won MVPs and championships and you can get them for like a small fraction of the price. And, and, you know, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be like that. Cause it's like that in every other sport. I was kind of thinking like, just to stay on the basketball topic, but I was kind of thinking that your boy LeBron might be a buy right now because the, I, I think the Lakers could be pretty good. Like it looks at Austin Reeves had a pretty productive, he got torched a couple times on D, but he had a pretty productive, um, you know, international play even though the team success wasn't there, he was scoring. He was, you know, making threes. Like, he's a good player, good addition to the Lakers. Do you think, like, are you only long-term with your LeBrons, or do you think there's a short-term opportunity? You know, LeBron's a tough one because he was up so, so high in prices and came down so, so much. I think that's, in a way for long-term investing good because you're always going to have those people who bought at the peak and are like, I am not selling this card for a loss. You will always have those people who are like, I'm just not doing it. Also the Lakers uh, getting Christian Wood, I think is bigger than people realize that's going to help a lot. Um, 
I think with the Lakers, it has a lot to do with health. You know, if, if LeBron and AD are fully healthy for the whole year, they're going to have a really, really good season. But if they're both missing a ton of games due to injury, there's a chance they have another bad se- or they have a bad season. You know, yeah. um, it was interesting to see during their little playoff success that his stuff didn't go up too much. It started to get hotter. I think the big thing for him would be if he wins another ring, you know, and I think the Lakers are still a few steps away from that, but I'm always looking to buy and grade like LeBron stuff. When new products come out, new basketball products, I'm always looking for the LeBron parallels to buy and grade, no matter what, you know, that, that's just never, probably never going to change. And like I said, I bought that LeBron rookie that I'm going to try to crack and grade. I think his market is pretty low right now. I, I can't say that I see it shooting up in the near future but i think long term it will have that moment i mean just like jordan you know got a lot more love after he retired and all i think with lebron people might appreciate him a little more when he retires um i think people really dislike some i don't but some people really dislike his personality and the way he carries himself and i think maybe when he's less in front of the tv and doing stuff that might help in a way as well but I I think he's the man. You know, I think he's the goat. Yeah, I think uh, his high end stuff. Like I've seen that some of that stuff. I think is approaching a little bit too close to people that have no rings, like in current modern market. And I just think if if they do have a seat a productive season, that it'll be super in demand. Um, like, uh, you know, our favorite card, the Bowman Chrome Refractor. <laughs> like, I really wish I could have pulled the trigger on one of those recently. Like, I, I had the funds, but I just never found one at the right timing. But I think, yeah, that I, I think that card is just too cheap for the mid, the low grades of it. You know, the eights and nines. Um, I think it's like, it seems just, it just seems like I'd rather have that than a lot of cards. Now, I'm not buying them necessarily because you don't really get them at great deals. But um, you know, I may enter one eventually here to just play kind of a low risk option. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you uh, one thing about LeBron. I don't know. Sorry, one second. My Mac, it was, I'll tell you, I need to invest in a new laptop. It was fully charged, like when we started this, and it just said uh, plug in or you're going to go to sleep soon. But I will say this about the LeBron market. I think it's going to take more than the Lakers having a productive season uh, for it to go up. I think the Lakers making the playoffs and getting bounced in the second round, unfortunately, really does nothing for him. Um, no, it, it's, it, it, he really needs to either get a championship or, as crazy as it sounds, have like an MVP type of season. It, it, unfortunately, he's probably not going to play the amount of games ever to do that again. So. I mean, he is rewriting the record books, and he's going to probably continue to do that because he's just has ridiculous stats. The points thing obviously helped, but you saw it really helped short term. And I hate to say this because I love LeBron. I have a lot of his cards, but I, I follow his market very closely. What happened was leading up to the scoring record, his stuff was going up. Right as he was breaking the scoring record, it kind of flattened. And then after, it went down, you know, and, and – I think to really have a nice sustainable jump for him where his prices go up and don't come back down. I think the only real way you get that at this point is 
an MVP type of season or a fifth championship. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right about that. Um, his cards are still just kind of um, appealing, but I, I I am going to play the short term because I'm having fun doing it, having fun <laughs> in and out of cards, owning big stuff, fun cards. Um, as my boy Cards Max likes to say, pro fun. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I think it's uh, – uh, that's kind of my been my general direction is – Buy what the groom wants, not what Alex wants always. And it's really working out recently. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes coming forward. But I actually still really like the cards I'm picking up. Um, specifically, you know, the blues. I, I my account is up to 11 blue prism uh maxis. So hopefully, Ooh. yeah. I, I, I can't help myself. I, I bought another one, but I was trying to just protect the price, but then I just bought it anyway. So what are you gonna do? But um, <laughs> yeah, they have to go up when the season's starting. I mean, think about it. With all this hardened mess, I'll tell you, I'd much rather just give Maxi the keys in terms of guard play. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think Harden plays a minute for the Sixers. I think I hope good. not. I really hope not. I mean, Maxi's such a better player, such a or I should sorry, Maxi's such a like better teammate, such a better team player. Like he just, I I think he. I think he's going to really have a good year. I actually wasn't a huge maxi. I wasn't a maxi buyer until pretty recently when I realized this stuff is uh, really cheap. And, and I think he he's going to have yeah, a it really, got too really cheap over this year. year. I I actually sold Maxi's Mojo Prism to his AAU coach at the Dallas Car Show this past Whoa. week. Whoa, yeah. that's actually awesome. Yeah, he came up to me. Well. This guy I know, Colby Cards, he goes, you're like, you know, do you have any nice maxis? Uh, I just walked in the door at the Dallas Car Show, like just got off the plane, got from the Uber. I'm sitting down. I got some chicken fingers from the snack bar because I'm starving. I'm like mid chicken finger. Colby Card sees me. It's like, do you have maxis? I'm, you know, I'm here with this guy. Like, I want to introduce you to him. I'm like, yeah, I have a nice one. And then like, I meet this basketball coach that is, coached uh maxi while he was growing up for aau and he was like walking him around like dallas car show purchasing like all the big maxis possible Ooh. and uh yeah so he buys my mojo um at a nice little profit and uh yeah i i i didn't really want to sell it i probably should have charged a little bit more um because it's such a big and important card of his but i've been trying to just you know, I have all the blues. So I was like, you know, what am I, I want to take the profit and just move it into something else. And I think Benchero has got more like potential to be like, at least before the season to be like ridiculously hyped. So that's kind of my take on it. That is awesome that you got to sell it to his coach. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a better, like if you're selling your maxi stuff, especially you as a collector, you'd much rather be able to like you know think like have that memory of selling it to his coat you know yeah it's a cool story and like yeah you know he wants it you know he like he he believes in the guy like a ton you know he's walking around purchasing all of his he was like do i have this one like he didn't you know he just like getting one of everything i don't even think he's a big card guy he's just like just figured out he can invest in sports players through like this type of thing you know what i mean well, whoever was walking him around the show was leading him in the right direction if he uh, is having him buy Mojo, you know, like true Mojo prisms. That's good to see that he's not having him buy, like, 
garbage, you know, like that's not, you know, Mojo Prism rookie is like, that's a solid investment piece right there. I'll leave you guys with this. Have you read the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? No, I don't really read. Poor Dad, Rich Dad, you've never, you don't read that. Well, anyway. I don't read, period. I'll get to the crux. It's the, it's this like financial literacy book. And it talks all about how like rich people, they, they take their income and they like any income they get, they buy assets relentlessly throughout their whole life. And like, that's his advice. And throughout the whole book is to be like buying assets. And he, he, he ends up buying like a bunch of real estate, but he talks about like, it's important to buy assets so that you can make cash flow off them. And then you don't need income from a job later on. And he even mentioned that if he loves real estate so much, so like that's the perfect thing for him to buy, but you should find the asset class that you really love because you'll know what to buy. You'll know what's quality, you know, you'll know what the deal is, like all of that. And I was like, man, like <laughs> cards are it. Like he gets it. Like that is like a real, and it's a really famous book, like a very, like, you know, any big, you know, like top 10 finance books to read, like you'll see this book on there. And it like the general principle kind of fits into what people do with their cards. It's like you, you know, yeah, you kind of spend a lot of money accumulating these assets, but like, you know, you're able to pull out from them anytime you need and you can get cash flow. And, you know, that's kind of like the whole thing of it. So it's interesting. Yeah, uh, that is that is an interesting point. The one thing I'll say is big difference between like stocks, properties and cards is the liquidity factor, you know, like especially if you're in cards that are not liquid, like if you, That's true. Good point. you know, let's say even something that you would think is like a incredible investment, like a true prism gold LeBron out of 10, like it might not be super easy for you to find that buyer at that price that you think or that the price that it's worth, you know, you might have to run that on auction and take a chance of getting smoked. So, you know, as opposed to real estate where with the current market, you list and they'll sell above market. Yeah, yeah. This isn't advertising stocks over anything else, but I just think it legitimizes a little bit of the activity, which you yourself and your grading uh, wonderland operation yes. is our <laughs> definitely doing this. Yes, I agree. I 100% agree because, you know, the grading takes a lot of money. But my thing is, you know, it, would you, would I rather have my money in something that's growing very slowly, like a bank account or like the, you know, as you see, the profit returns and the time it takes sometimes can be really good. But also there is a lot of work that goes into it like to grading like this. One thing I've noticed as I've kind of scaled it up, you know, because I'll be honest, I'm submitting a lot more cards now. It is not easy to work a full-time job and then try to keep up with these submissions. It is just like, it's, it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. It's also the end of a long day, but I'm exhausted. The labor of love, though. Labor of love. It is. it is. I do love it. I really do. All right. We'll leave you guys with that. Appreciate everybody for listening to the Dime Box and Delco podcast, and we will catch you next time. Adios.